Bush and Richie here with your Hometime Show podcast and uh, we're going to do something for you now that we do at times during the show but you won't have known it if you're listening to it live because maybe you just seem a bit more excited or anything. You wouldn't have known that we were popping certain things <laughs> and coming up on them whilst the show was going out. By that I mean uh, some extra strong mints that I got from my dad. Yeah, I mean it just wakes, it wakes up the whole cavity, doesn't it? The nasal cavity. It really does. The throat... They're all linked, by the way. They ear, are. nose and throat. Uh, they even have hospitals dedicated to all of them all in one go, all in one place. Yeah. So, uh, Rich, you made a very good point. When we were taking these extra strong mints during during the show, uh, you said they're not quite as strong as they kind of make themselves out to be. I feel that the fisherman's friends that we also pop sometimes mm-hmm. are stronger. Well, th- let's just put it out there. Let's throw the gauntlet down to the people, the good podcast listeners to this show, right? Hometime at absoluteradio.co.uk. What is the strongest mint in the world today. Strongest mint. A mint that makes you think, wow, I don't have any more of them. Because, like, when you think about it, there's uh, there's an actual um, measuring scale, isn't there, for hot chilies? There is. I think. Yes. Uh, isn't that, what's that called, the, uh, the Cantor Index or something? Or I'm not too sure. Isn't it the same as, a, like, a little pepper on the side, like when you go and get a takeaway at Tesco? That'll be it. That'll be it. Uh, but they should have the same for mints, you're quite right. Well, let's do one now, then, just before we go into the podcast. Thank you very much. Richie grabs himself a mint. I'll get one for now. Pop them. Oh, it's strong, but I, I feel in control. Mm. Me too. Control. Here's the podcast. We're going to come up on these. Hey, happy Monday. Anyone still buzzing from watching Emma Raducanu's victory in the tennis over the weekend? Yes. Unexpected treat. The unexpected treat that was on Channel 4, so it was like given to us for free, which is like a gift from the gods. Uh, and it was obviously made even more kind of pertinent because the backdrop was of her character being called into question by a few people from Wimbledon uh, a few months before. So, like, loads of people were rooting for her, like, come on, you can do it. And it was a Herculean battle. And I have to say, well done to her uh, opponent, Leila Fernandez, who played the part of, like, the baddie that won't go away brilliantly, even moaning when she cut her knee. Come on, mate. But she just wouldn't give up. It was brilliant. It's like someone out of Rocky. Uh, but she lifted the, the trophy, uh, Emma, uh, Emma, and I think that as a nation, we just need it, do you know what I mean? It was fantastic. It was such a little bonus. I watched it in bed on my mobile. It, it, it's sports these days. The way you can watch it is an amazing thing. But one thing I didn't realise, right, uh, about what the amazing feat was that Emma did was that she didn't drop a set in the entire US Open. Right the way through that tournament, didn't give up a set the entire Incredible. time, which is an amazing thing. So we want to ask you in this first hour of home, home time tonight to celebrate Emma Raducanu's amazing, amazing victory. What personal run of good or bad luck have you been on? So maybe something's been happening for a while. It could be a good thing, could be a bad thing. Uh, Rez says on Twitter, 87 straight consecutive losses playing Smash Brothers against my son. He says, if I get into a 100, let me retire totally defeated. Now, Chris has been in touch. This run has only been three days. Okay, Okay. so you might think, oh, come on, this is nothing. But have a listen. Haven't been woken by our toddler before 7 o'clock in three days now. I mean, that's massive. That is huge. (laughs) In his world, that is absolutely massive. Keep us posted on that. Liam says, "Uh, I broke my leg four weeks ago and I've had three days now using no crutches. Hashtag winning. Good lad. And then Pete Gillespie says, just hung out the washing about 20 minutes ago, including Smalls, not one inside-out sock. Well done. Winning. Ian says, I practice extending my peripheral vision by not looking down when emptying the cutlery from the dishwasher. I haven't put a misplaced knife, fork or spoon in the cutlery drawer for five and a half months. <laughs> we are talking about what personal runs of good or bad luck you've been on, celebrating Emma Raducanu not only winning the US Open, but not dropping a set in the entire tournament. Andy, tell us about yours. My double yolk eggs. It's amazing. Eight out of 12 so far in that box. 
Well, I, first of all, right, can I just say, I've never had a double yolk. Me egg. neither. Never had it, neither of us had one before, and you've had eight on the trot. I've had eight out of 12 in one box. Yeah. Wow. And do you not know what the other four are, and this is a developing story for you during the week, or have you had the others and there's four no, non-ones? The other, the other four were singles. I'm just opening a new box now, and everyone's on standby for yolk updates. <laughs> <laughs> have, you got a, have you got a box in front of you? Are you working from home, Andy? I am, yeah. Oh, come on. Please. Two, two, one. Do I? Yeah. Yes, yes, yes. <laughs> Only one second. I'll tell you what, though, it ruined my Yorkshire pudding recipe. <laughs> <laughs> no, this is this is a sign of good luck. Let's just uh, let's see what else is going on there in your in the box of eggs that you got. This this is this is the content that people come to the hometime show for. This, this is it. Right, so we've got a brand new box. Yeah. Can we just find something to open into? It'll be a good idea. Can we just say that we're very glad that our boss Paul has come into work today? He'll be listening to this <laughs> over the moon. Just do it on the side, mate. This is live on the radio. I'm not going to believe it. We've got another double. Whoa! <laughs> live double yoker on home time. And it's live. This is spooky. This is spooky. I'm glad that we could all share this together, Andy. What an amazing I'm thing. I'm going for another one now. Oh, is it, should he go for another one? Why not? Go on. Stick another song in in a minute. No way, guys. This is unbelievable. I will send you the picture. That's another double. <laughs> I'm no mathematician, right? But you've had, let's just try and work this out here. Out of uh, 14 eggs, you've had 10 double yokers, right? Yes. 10 double yokers, right? I'm carrying on because I'm going to have an omelette tonight anyway. <laughs> <laughs> this is Ray Dow at his best. Craig says, listen to this. I had six unmarked keys in my pocket and six front doors to unlock on Friday. I put out the correct key for each door first time. I'd say that's a better achievement the, than what Emma's done. The chances of that are huge. I think, to be fair, if you asked Emma, bear in mind how, how many times you have to go through keys when you're trying to get into your own house. I think she'd agree. Beck said, I played card bingo at our local over the weekend. I won four games. My partner won one. We walked away with about £100 for it, then went fishing yesterday. Caught two cars. Unbelievable. Put a bet on. You've got something going. Enter our competition, which we'll tell you about in a minute. Dave Easton says, on a very sedate holiday in Cyprus, we had a Connect Four championship in the villa. <laughs> Full world snooker rules. It was the best of 33. I raced into a 16-3 lead and then consecutively lost 14 straight games. <laughs> Happy me today. I went to the football at the weekend. My team, Arsenal, they won. You've broken your hoodoo. I have, yeah. I've had a hoodoo going on for a little bit of a while. Um, whether it's me or just them, I don't know. Uh, but yes, uh, a win at the weekend. I tell you what, going to a game of football these days very different to what it has been like for a while now. Yeah. Uh, obviously, lots changed over the last year and a half. But uh, going into the... I swear I have gone through airport security quicker than I have getting into football matches recently. So what were they doing at Arsenal then? What kind of thing? Uh, well, I mean, I'm sure it's the same. At, I would imagine it's the same at other Premier League grounds. I don't know, but um, my, my lad turned up with his little rucksack and uh, they're like, oh, no, can't go in with that. It was a little rucksack. <laughs> a 16-year-old yeah. kid with a very little <laughs> rucksack. He's like, no, I can't have that. I mean, you can take it in if you want, but you've got to buy one of those see-through bags and empty the content out into your see-through bags, roll up your rucksack, put it in the see-through bag, wow. and then you'll be allowed into the ground. How much is that see-through bag? Oh, ATP, go and pay over there, contactless. Wow. Wonderful. That's <laughs> unbelievable, that, isn't it? Yeah, it's quite some rigmarole. But do you know what? I started reminiscing like some old boy, like you tend to these days, thinking, cool, 
Won't have the occasion like when I went a few years back and there was a bloke sat next door to me with an ironing board. Seriously, <laughs> bloke sat next door to me at a football match with an ironing board. I think that's a comment on Arsenal's home form, if ever there was one. <laughs> I had to ask. I said, what are you here with an ironing board for? And he'd bought it, needed a new ironing board, been at work, but on the way home, obviously he'd got football. So I thought, oh, well, I'll, just ta- I'll take the ironing board with me to football. Just take the ironing board with me. Not getting that in a see-through bag these days, are you? <laughs> but it did make me think about the strength Strange items that you have seen taken into events. So it doesn't have to be a football match. This could be a concert, could be a work meeting, could what, be a festival. What about the bloke that brought a potato and a peeler into our Liam Gallagher gig at Absolute Radio? Oh, yes. Do you remember that legend? I yes. think you can still find it. If you, if you can find it on YouTube, it's one of the most amazing. And just watching Liam just trying to carry on singing whilst this guy's peeling the potato in his face. <laughs> it's an amazing thing. Right, there's two starters for you, right? Strange things that you have seen taken into events, whatever the event is. So we've got ironing board at a football match we've got a potato and a peeler at a gig um, Chris says some bloke was waving a toilet brush in the air when I saw the house martins it was in the late 80s so strange I still remember it now we want to hear about the strange items that you have seen taken into events certainly not happening at football these days but I'm reminded of the time I saw this ironing board at a football match um, does that mean that the England band can't bring their uh, musical instruments and ukuleles and trombones into England games let's have a listen for the next England match at Wembley. Sadly, often rules are there to be broken. Come on, fingers crossed you can, but hope. This is an interesting one without any further explanation. Uh, it says, guys, I saw internet sensation the Wealdstone Raider handcuffed to a stag for the weekend. <laughs> what about that? Do you, he says toilet arrangements must have been interesting. Oh. You want some? Mandy says she went to a local folk festival and a lady had brought her knitting with her. I guess, I mean, these days, you know, knitting is on vogue, isn't it? Tom Daly with yeah. his knitting at the Olympics is the cool thing to do. A lot of people get in touch with us about, and we'd never seen this before, the guy that took his toothbrush along to the Chelsea match. If, you, if you're anywhere near the internet, have a little look, it's worth it. It's brilliant. Uh, Vicky, what did you see and where? Um, yeah, so it was back in the day, so when I was a teenager, um, I used to go, with my uncle to see Leeds United at Ellen Road and in the um, in sort of the cop stand there was a man who brought a roll of wallpaper to every game with him um, I think he'd sort of been buying DIY things um, before the game one, one sort of week and <laughs> they must have absolutely thumped the opposition that week so he decided it was a good luck charm so oh. all season he brought the wallpaper uh, <laughs> to the game did he, uh, did he forget his wallpaper yesterday against Liverpool? <laughs> <laughs> uh, this is a long, long time ago. <laughs> Back in the day. So was it the same roll of wallpaper every day, or, or was he yeah, having yeah, to... It was, it was, no, it was the same wallpaper. It was still wrapped in its plastic. Wow. Um, and, yeah, he brought it every week. Lucky wallpaper. Fantastic. <laughs> Cheers, Vicky. See you later. I'm going to find out about these uh, strange items that you've seen taken into events. Mike, what did you see and where? Uh, yeah, so ten years ago, we went to um, went to see uh, the Foo Fighters at the Milton Keynes Bowl. And um, we're all, uh, all having a good time. And then all of a sudden, there was a guy who was crowd surfing with, uh, in a dinghy. <laughs> <laughs> you know, for and all, he was uh, having a great old time and he was even uh, uh, pointed out by uh, Mr. Grohl himself. 
and uh, yeah, all had a good time. What so, an amazing yeah. thing! They'll never forget Milton Keynes again in a hurry. Welcome, to Milton Keynes, bloke, actually surfing an actual <laughs> dinghy. He must have like the planning that's gone into that though. He would have taken it in, deflated. Yes, and then him and his mates would have inflated that thing at the back of the crowd, and then got up on top of everyone else. And also, where in Milton Keynes would you go and buy a dinghy? Because it's, it's hardly coastal. It's landlocked, isn't it? That, that's true. Yeah. What an amazing thing! And then where did he? Where did he kind of like? Did he? Did he come off at the front then, or what? <laughs> what how did it end up? Moored up. <laughs> He just sort of went off to the side and I sort of lost sight of him. But, uh, Legends. Yeah, so God knows what happened to him. She's got a ticket to ride. He's got a ticket to ride. They've got a ticket to ride. We'll get you there. Nine different ferries that could take you to the other way. Five of them have departed already. I think I heard uh, one just getting ready just then. Just warming up in the background. Like I say, we're stood in front of these ferries right now as... Uh, oh, I don't want to say the opening scene of Titanic because that doesn't pan out very well. But no. you know when they're putting the stuff on the boat? Yeah, yeah. But imagine it, it was all fine. Boarding. And then it Boarding. goes well. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's the absolute classic rock ferry that's going to depart today. And as it goes, no doubt the captain will fire his horn and some of the lyrics of a classic rock track will be obscured. Just tell us what the lyrics are. I see a little silhouette of a man Will you do the bandango? Thunderbolt and lightning, very, very frightening me. Galileo! Right. You've got to know the answer to this one, surely. Yeah, Come on. Laugh. We said it would be fresh. Uh, let's see <laughs> if Simon is that man. How are you, Simon? I'm very well, my boy. How are you doing? We're good, man. If you Tell us about your day. What's your day been like? Uh, not too bad, actually. Bit of sunshine, bit of, bit of whatever, fiddling about, doing a bit of computer work. Ooh, what computer work are you doing? Oh, I just do some digital art sort of stuff. Digital art? Oh, oh. I'm going to you. Oh, I don't even know what that well, is. Uh, well, well that, that's what I call it. I'm not, you know. <laughs> it's getting sketchier by the second. Every word you mention, sketchy. What is, what is the thing you've most recently drawn, digital art style? Uh, I did a horse, believe it or not. OK, what's the horse doing? I need to know, sorry. It's just the, he- it's just the head of a horse. A friend of mine's arrived digitally, remastered it and changed it and coloured it and fiddled it about. All right, fair enough. I, I asked and now we know. Simon, <laughs> what were the missing lyrics? Uh, scaramouche, scaramouche. Let's have a listen. I see a little silhouette of a man. Scaramouche, Scaramouche, will you do the bandango? Yes, yes, Simon, you're off to the Isle of Festival. Congratulations. Thank you very much. Excellent. Good lad. And if you get five minutes, send us on that picture of a horse. We'd love to see it. I will put it on your website for you. Good yeah. lad. Uh, well, listen, if you want to play tomorrow, be re- we get we getting people to... Yes, another ferry will digitally depart tomorrow. <laughs> At the beginning of the podcast, uh, we were talking about measurement scales for um, mints referred to chilies it's actually the Scoville uh, scale to measure what do you call it? Uh, the Cantor Index which <laughs> I don't even know what that is I bet Google that I'd, I'd I'd say, that can't just have come out of nowhere in your head they're a company <laughs> they're, a fi- they're a financial asset company. One of the strangest reaching for a, a fact that I've ever heard in my life. That's incredible. But I bet the good people at Cantor Index do love a chili.